Hello everyone and welcome to season two of Just Conversations with Jamal and Nate. I am Jamal Adams. And I'm Nate Sessoms. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, and thank you for joining us as always. As we kick off season two, and for those of you who might be new to the space, Just Conversations is a podcast that's positioned at the nexus of faith and all matters pertaining to race, justice, and Catholic education. We highlight historical and current happenings in the realm of diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism, while focusing on solutions, system change, and the amplification of voices working to create a more just and egalitarian society for all. Each episode, we engage in authentic yet provocative dialogue seasoned with critical perspectives, scholarship, and life experiences. We also conduct interviews and moderate panel discussions featuring campus and community leaders, interrogate issues related to mission and identity, and answer live questions from listeners. Ultimately, we aim to increase levels of awareness while normalizing conversations on all forms of oppression and marginalization. We ascribe to the idea that there's room for everyone in the movement. So no matter what, how much you know or don't, we invite you to engage with us. After all, these are just conversations. As a reminder, we'd love to hear your ideas and thoughts and make sure uh, your ideas and thoughts. So make sure to send us a note at just conversations at ignatiansolidarity.net. Again, that's just conversations at ignatiansolidarity.net. Good brother Nate, how are you doing? What is up, Jamal? What's going on, man? What's it's so good to be back in this space with you and um and I know it's been a while, so to our um to our listeners, we apologize. Um, a lot of life updates yeah. in here over the last year or so, uh, but we have always been dedicated to be back in this space, and so um, really excited to, to fill you all in. For me personally, uh, you know, I am back in the bosom of Ignatian education. Uh, I have uh, made the journey back home to my alma mater, Loyola High School. I'm thrilled and honored to be its current principal here at 1901 Venice Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, um, and uh, and excited to uh, again involve myself in a way um, that feels like home. It is so good to be back with the Jesuits, so good to be back um, with the Ignatian Solidarity Network. That's not to say that I didn't enjoy uh, my two years with the Christian Brothers and learned a lot being in that other charism. Um, but uh, it, it feels like a return to home. So this is this is so good. And like I said, we've been working for the last few months to get the podcast going again. So it's really good to be back with Nate. And uh, we've got some some other great folks that we're going to introduce in a moment. So Nate, how are you been? Yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I appreciate uh, you asking. I just I just want to say I'm, I'm congratulations. I'm really pleased. Uh, I know that you really enjoyed being with the Christian Brothers, but uh, there's nothing like coming back home. And so, uh, you know, congrats to you, congrats to Loyola High School, uh, because you got a winner uh, in a really in a in a critical role. Um, and you know, you and I have always had conversations about what it would be like to be in that role at that particular school at your alma mater. So um, it's great when great things happen to great people. So uh, super happy, super super excited for you and all the wonderful work that I know you're going to do there. Already I appreciate you. I Absolutely. appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. I've um, I've been in a, a little bit of a period of transition. Uh, for those Jamal, you know this. For those that have been listening, um, I transitioned during the pandemic from uh, a student affairs role at LMU, where I was the director of the Office of Black Student Services for six years, uh, to a full time faculty position. So I've been a 
clinical assistant professor in the Department of Sociology. Um, I've been in SOCH for a while because I started off as an adjunct there and sort of worked my way through. But uh, just starting this semester, I took on an, uh, an expanded teaching role. And so I'm teaching in both sociology and urban and environmental studies. So sort of getting back to my urban planning roots a little bit, um, but enjoying working with with those students as well as my social students uh, and others across campus. Uh, have a lot of love for LMU and um, the journey there. Uh, also continue to do the work with Success Beyond Measure, which is a diversity and educational equity consulting firm that I started in uh, 2021. Uh, so traveling the country, connecting with, uh, with amazing people and amazing institutions, uh, many of which are uh, Catholic uh, schools and um, Trying to trying to do the good work out here, trying to trying to get it done and, and bring about some change. So, I know um, you're doing more than trying, brother. So, hey. uh, I'm so good to be good to hear you and to support you. So, hey, appreciate it always. Appreciate it always. So, uh, obviously, uh, we are uh, super grateful to everyone uh, at the Ignatian Solidarity Network. Um, they make it possible for us to uh, have this platform and to engage. Um, as we've been doing for the for the past uh, year, um, you know, we want to talk about. Uh, actually, we're talking about a lot of things in this episode. But before we go any further, we want to bring uh, some some of the VIPs uh, into the space with us. Uh, we have with us uh, Chris Kerr, and everybody should know Chris. Uh, he is Chris. I, you know, I, Chris, you probably have so many titles. Uh, is executive director an is that the appropriate title? Is most that, days, yeah. Most days that, that, that works. Yeah. Most days. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to say, I, know, I know you got a lot of titles. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I didn't want to say the wrong title. Executive director Chris Kerr is with us. Um, we also have um, uh, Clarissa, and Clarissa is new. Well, not probably not new anymore. Clarissa, once you've been with ISN for more than a week and a half, you're a veteran. So, <laughs> so you are officially a veteran with ISN. I'm sure you know that by now. Uh, Clarissa, we want to give you a chance to, to introduce uh, yourself. And then we also want to uh, bring in AJ Rowe. AJ is uh, the producer extraordinaire. He makes the magic Super happen behind producer. the board. Um, so uh, very, very thankful to these three individuals and, and, and others. But we have... Chris, Clarissa, and AJ with us. Why don't we start by um, uh, allowing Clarissa to introduce uh, herself, and then, you know, AJ, if you want to chat a little bit about yourself and your role, and Chris, so, uh, since I think a lot of people already kind of know you, uh, we'll bring you in after that. Would that be okay? Is that all right? Okay, so Clarissa, go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Welcome. We appreciate your presence, and uh, we'll turn it over to you. Fantastic. My name is Clarissa Alhantara, and I work uh, as a director of education for justice. And I've been on staff for a little bit more than a year, probably 14 months now. And I run the Education for Justice platform, which is a digital library of sorts of Catholic social teaching materials and resources that can be used in classrooms, parishes, adult faith formation settings, social justice groups, etc. And I have really come to enjoy the the pieces and the spaces and working with new writers and editing and so that's a little bit about my role there. Before that I worked in the Archdiocese of Chicago for about nine years doing faith formation and different types of ministry and then I've also worked in college campus ministry and way before that actually you'll find this fun I used to work as a sports reporter that's actually one of the first jobs I ever had um, just out of college so uh, a little bit of writing a little bit of ministry but I'm really happy to be here at ISN kind of doing the work of education education for justice fantastic Larissa. thank you so much uh i didn't realize they've been 14 months wow you really are a veteran wow there. yes you really are. <laughs> um, 
appreciate hearing about your background. Uh, super excited to have you in the space. And uh, I think, you, you you know, obviously, you uh, many of us here are, are, are sports fans. So uh, we try to keep those conversations off off the air uh, because, you know, they don't quite fit in with what we're talking about here. But but you fit right in with the sports. So so that 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 is fantastic. Um, so thank you, Clarissa. We, we're going to hear more from you uh, coming up as we expand the, the conversation here. want to bring in uh, AJ. AJ. Uh, who's I think on AJ's business cards it does say in fact super producer so if it doesn't <laughs> we want to try to get that on there but AJ why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself let the people know who you are and uh, all the amazing work you do at ISN sure uh, thanks Nate hi my name is AJ Rowe um, my business card unfortunately does not say super <laughs> producer extraordinaire but we should work on that Chris, yeah, we'll, get that. we'll get that, that you know. we're gonna we're gonna get uh, that changed <laughs> yeah we're gonna get that yeah, changed yeah yeah, um, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am, in fact, uh, ISN's digital communications coordinator, uh, which is a lot of words that basically means I am their AV person. So, you know, I do everything from produce this show to, you know, for those who follow our work, those who uh, have watched anything to do with the teaching on our YouTube channel, that's 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 all been me, um, at least for the past few years. I've been here for about three years now. So, yeah. Fantastic. AJ, I think you're being uh, uh, overly modest there, but, uh, you know, we know you do a lot of amazing work at ISN. You make the magic happen. Uh, Jamal and I are grateful uh, for Amen. your presence and for all your hard work. You keep us in line. Uh, amazing, amazing job. The, the podcast, for those who, who don't know, we, we actually started off and uh, we weren't uh, working closely with AJ at a particular point in time to, to kick it off. But then once AJ joined, everything changed, and, and, and I mean, he had us structured, and uh, that was when things, uh, at least, you know, as Jamal and I have talked about it, really, really took off uh, for the podcast. So, AJ, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for sure, all you Sure, sure. Um, all right, Chris, we're coming back to you, my friend. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, I, I would say, you, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about your background. I think people... Uh, know who you are, but um, just to kick it off, uh, uh, it's always an exciting time uh, at ISN. I know you and I have had frequent conversations about all the work that ISN does. Um, this is start a conversation, I guess, particularly about season one. Um, any thoughts, you know, Chris, that you want to, you know, put? I mean, we we could talk about the origins of the podcast. Uh, but any thoughts just to kick off uh, a brief conversation on the podcast and its role yeah, in the well, thanks, uh, overall Jamal, work first, at ISA? Uh, welcome back. It's great to great to be with you guys. Uh, missed uh, you know listening to the podcast. So super <laughs> excited that you're back uh, on air, if you will. You know, I think when we look at just conversations and the the first season. You know, really came out of a desire to bring more dialogue to. Uh, the intersections of Catholic education, Catholic uh, work for justice, and uh, the critical work of, uh, of, of racial justice and, and, the, and the intersections of diversity, equity, and inclusion as, as well uh, into all of this, right? And, and the acknowledgement that a lot of what was happening, uh, what is happening in, in the Catholic world, especially the Catholic educational world, is often lacking dialogue and lacking complexity. And so just conversations creates this space to dig into uh, these issues that are, are, you know, really important to um, our society, really important to uh, people across our country. And that our Catholic social teaching has something to say about 
and maybe we're just not doing the best job of of creating the space to to have that conversation. So, you know, the the first season was uh, did such a wonderful job at that. And my experience uh, working with Catholic educators across the country, both in secondary and higher ed, as well as folks in, in pastoral ministry, is that there aren't a lot of spaces like this. And so it's invaluable to have you guys, you know, um, talking uh, yourselves, but also bringing other people into this space and to have someone like Larissa, who works with Education for Justice, our digital library of over 2,500 faith and justice uh, resources for folks in teaching and ministry. And to have AJ, who is was very modest in describing his work. I mean, AJ is a curator of ISN's uh, digital voice in video. And absolutely, audio. absolutely. And it's so critical to have someone who can project um, the voice of the Ignatian family out into uh, the Catholic and, and secular world. So really excited to have you guys back. Uh, I think it's uh, so important that we continue this conversation into season season two or two and a half. I'm not exactly sure even precisely where we're at, right? But but really important to have this happening. So thank you. To- <laughs> 2.5. Yeah. Exactly. This important work. Exactly. Well, thank you well, so yeah. much, Chris. Yeah, go ahead, your mom. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, I would just say, first off, again, thank you for creating this space for us, and yeah. and AJ for um, you know just to reiterate, just keeping us and, and helping us professionalize this space, but also continue to make it fun and and uh, and really feel like there is no uh, conversations with Nate and Jamal without without AJ, and and now I, I think it's important. Uh, to talk about Clarissa's role in helping us curate um, um, ideas and and bring great voices to the pod. Um, I know uh, when we had the, the great opportunity to meet Clarissa the first time in person in D.C. a year ago, um, you know, it was really awesome to hear that she was a um, fan of the work and, and a listener. Um, and so just maybe uh, an opportunity to bring Clarissa back would just be, Clarissa, we'd love to get your feel for what you think season one was, you know, as a listener, um, you know, where did you find areas uh, that made sense for you, particularly in your work with the ISN and, and what are you hoping for? What are your dreams for, for season two? I think for me as a listener, I came into this space and I told a lot of people this story about um, my introduction to Ignition Solidarity Network was actually through the work of DEI, racial justice, anti-racism. And that's kind of how I found, I mean, I'd heard about Ignition Solidarity Network, but specifically in some of the, the webinars and the workshops that you all were doing in uh, late 2020 and 2021. And eventually when the podcast started, I was like, wait, there's like a space in like, well, I, you know, th- there's a space literally where these conversations are happening. And I think what was particularly, particularly attractive, what it was, it was like two black men that were like kind of leading the conversation and starting this space and creating space for other voices, talking about really critical issues around DEI, B, um, and I was very taken by the, the folks that you had on the air um, or podcast, I guess, and the, the subjects that you were talking about. And so when Chris had actually asked me to, you know, look at some of the, st- the work that you were doing and kind of come on, I was like, wait, I like this is actually how I came in to I, like get to know ISN. Um, 
So it's it's pretty cool, I think, as a listener, um, not to like fangirl, but to just be like, oh yeah, like I used to listen, and like I was there when you kicked it off, and like now I'm like here on the other side. So it's exciting. Um, who would have thought, right? It's it's all for full circle with I said, but I think my hope in joining, especially through the lens of education for justice and Catholic social teaching, is that we can continue to invite other voices from the Ignatian family space. I have a lot of content creators I work with who create resources in different parts of the country. And I think they've got a lot of voice and value that I would love to see in this space. And I think also geographically, because I'm based here in Chicago and Nate and Jamal are on the West Coast, I think just even the network of Ignatian family that I I have started to cultivate here in Chicago um, at the different schools um, that are here, I think even just those relationships and inviting those voices in. And so I'm hoping to expand the space, maybe do a little bit more like incorporating of like Midwest voices um, and kind of just building, uh, building a platform where people continue to have really thoughtful, intentional, wonderful conversations around this stuff where sometimes this, this really isn't happening in secondary ed spaces. Well, we are we are really uh, terribly excited about you joining us and, and adding uh, more wisdom, um, reach and focus uh, to the pod and and and, and um, welcome to the family. So this is this is really uh, a great start to uh, to this to this to this um, new season. Yeah. So, but with that, right, I'm going to uh, one um, say welcome again, AJ, Chris, Clarissa. We've got a lot more in this episode to get to, including. On the other side of this break, we're going to have a, a more um, poignant conversation with Chris, uh, talk a little bit about kind of the moment that we're in in the world um, and, and how that um, pertains to the work that's going on at ISN um, and continue to amplify um, that great organization as, as really one of the best, uh, I think, social justice ed- um, organization that lives within our uh, Catholic um, space. And um, so please hang in there. Uh, stay tuned. And we will be right back to have a, a, a more a direct conversation with Executive Director of the Ignatius Holiday Network, Chris Kerr. Thank you. In the days and weeks leading up to the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th, the Ignatian Solidarity... Mm, no, can I say that word? In the days and weeks leading up to the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th, The Ignatian Solidarity Network and our partners invite you to join us as we stand in solidarity with our migrant sisters and brothers. We will provide opportunities for you to learn about the experiences of those in migration, pray together with folks in your community and across the country, and act in solidarity. Join us in our collective Guadalupan Vigil by registering. Join us in our collective Guadalupan Vigil by registering at igsol.net slash O-L-O-G. Can I read the, sorry, can I, I feel like I said migrant weird. I'm just gonna, one more, one more time. (laughs) In the days and weeks leading up to the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th, The Ignatian Solidarity Network and our partners invite you to join us as we stand in solidarity with our migrant sisters and brothers. We will provide opportunities for you to learn about the experiences of those in migration, pray together with folks in your community and across the country, and act in solidarity. Join us in our collective Guadalupe Vigil 
by registering at igsol.net slash O-L-O-G. Welcome back, everyone. We are you're back with Just Conversations with Jamal and Nate. Um, we started last segment uh, with some introductions. Uh, we obviously have uh, Chris Kerr, the executive director for Ignatian Solidarity, Solidarity Network with us. Um, Chris, uh, just continuing the conversation, you shared uh, last segment about the, um, uh, how you see the podcast contributing to uh, the work of ISN. If we could expand the conversation more broadly uh, about ISN, what, what would you say is the, is the current vision uh, for ISN? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think, you know, and this ties directly to the important work of this podcast, um, our, our vision is most predominantly rooted in uh, the spiritual tradition of St. Ignatius of Loyola and Catholic social teaching, right? So when we, we talk about issues of uh, anti-racism, working for racial justice, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing so through this lens of, of, of Catholic teaching, a vision of, um, you know, the Gospels, uh, the this is a, a critical way for ISN. That's what we bring to the conversation. Uh, there are other folks right. doing great things, uh, important right. things, you know. But we we want to bring that that Catholic social teaching lens to this to this conversation. Right, right. Um, I know we're going to talk about we're going to talk about challenges. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we just transition to to that? What what would you say? And I know we've talked about. Uh, in kind of conversations around uh, the need to uh, not lose sight of um, Catholic social teaching, right, as as a guide in, in in many cases to sort of help us get through some of the challenging times that we face. Um, what would you say are, are the greatest challenges facing ISN uh, today? Yeah, I think I think one of the the, the greatest challenges is um, the reality of polarization um, in our society. And in the Catholic Church and our Catholic institutions, um, you know the fact that uh, people very quickly draw to to very um, polarized, absolute uh, mindsets on issues, and they they make it challenging to have uh, dialogue, to find common ground, to to find understanding. And for us, our work, you know, to go back to this idea of the vision, I you know I shared, you know. Spirituality, saying it's loyal and Catholic social teaching. Well, that that leads us to to transformation, right? Like we want to be in dialogue with folks because we hope that that through that dialogue, rooted in in those Ignatian and, and Catholic social teaching values, that it leads to some sort of transformation of the heart, to seeing a gospel vision of the world, a vision rooted in uh, human dignity, a vision rooted in. Uh, equitable, an equitable and just society, a vision uh, rooted in a peaceful society uh, where we care for everyone and we care for all of creation. And so when we have this reality of polarization, uh, people uh, taking political sides, ideological sides, uh, you know, of, of issues, um, it, it, it makes it more, makes us more, makes it more challenging for ISN to, to engage people in transformational uh, programming and, and conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think uh, 
Um, I appreciate that answer, um, Chris, and in, 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 in a kind of a, a segue, right? Um, for those that, that maybe haven't had the chance to attend and or are new to our podcast, you know, in a very, one of the more signature programs uh, that the Ignatius Solidarity Network um, sponsors and puts on is the Ignatian Family Teach-In um, in Washington, D.C. And so uh, a couple thoughts or questions I'd ask you is one, uh, maybe getting people a feel, an overview of what that um, gathering is. Um, and then I'd love to hear you kind of articulate, um, you know, the idea that the teaching does a couple things, right? We inform um, and we help to try to, uh, those in attendance, particularly on the weekend, uh, inform and, and grow their consciousness around issues. But there's also a component of doing, of, of actually the justice of, of, of going on Capitol Hill um, and that combination of service and justice um, and, and engagement as, as a part of uh, the platform that is ISN. How, how do you guys come about to doing that? And what do you see are some of the benefits, particularly for the young people that come to the, um, the to teach in um, and having that robust experience? Yeah, thanks, Jamal. So the Ignatian Family Teaching for Justice, the largest annual Catholic social justice gathering in the country. Uh, we have over 1,800 people currently registered. 80% of those who attend are uh somewhere between the ages of 16 and 24. So it is a very youthful gathering, though we have folks uh, of all ages um, uh, who, will, who will attend. Um, and, you know, the teaching started uh, back in the late 90s, um, actually in Columbus, Georgia, as a part of the uh, movement to call attention to the U.S. role in human rights abuses in Central America, and for the Ignatian family specifically to call attention to the U.S. role in the murders of the six Jesuits and two lay women who were killed in El Salvador in November of 1989. Um, as you pointed out, Jamal, the teaching has a uh, not it is not, it is a space of learning, reflection, prayer, networking, but also of action. Right? It's a space where we come uh, together to deepen our commitment to working for justice, and then we act on that commitment. Uh, back in the day, that action was, was public action at the gates of Fort Benning, where, US, uh, where Salvadoran soldiers had been trained, other Central American soldiers had been trained, uh, and then returned to their countries and committed human, human rights abuses. Today, that, pub, that action takes place in the halls of Congress. We will have upwards of 1,500 people visiting congressional offices on Monday, October 30th, um, the final day of the teach-in, to talk about critical issues facing our society, including environmental justice and immigration policy. Um, so it's this, it's this progression from, from uh, intellectual learning, uh, transformation of the heart through, through prayer and reflection, uh, the networking, the sense of coming together, and then moving to action that is critical to both the teaching and to the work of ISN overall. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a space and place that's been uh, transformative for me and my introduction, excuse me, to the ISN and and, uh, and my introduction to you. And so I'm really grateful that you all have curated that space and, and what it's mean for me as an educator um, and as a citizen of this world. So, uh, so, so, so thank you. And, and, and maybe um, in light of, of that gathering and, and all that's going on in the world, right, um, we talked about the challenges of, of, of polarization. Um, you know, maybe uh, I'd like to ask just again, maybe think about, uh, no, no doubt we are all as a uh, human family, um, you know, tuned in and gripped by um, 
the really the atrocities of, of what is going on currently um, in in the um, Gaza area of our of our world, um, and um, you know, in, in in times like this, right, it calls for us to be our best selves, to pray, uh, definitely to to move in action, to ask for a cease uh, fire and, and hope, and pray that that peace can prevail in terms of some type of uh, uh, communique uh, between um, all parties involved, um, as you see. Um, and prepare for for the eighteen hundred folks that come to D.C. Um, I think you spoke a little bit about it in terms of, of the Monday um, time on Capitol Hill. What do you see are the are the critical issues, um, particularly uh, when you talk about kids um, or young people? Excuse me, um, ages sixteen to twenty four, many being high school students and college students. What do you think are the critical spaces and places that that you guys are hoping to highlight and and bring? Um, so clarity to uh, for people that age as it relates to what's going on in our world right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the teaching, it really is this eclectic space where we try to uh, allow, um, you know, a range of issues to be engaged. Um, and as I look through the list of uh, breakout sessions and keynote speakers, I mean, there are so many uh, critical issues facing society um, that that are that will be addressed. You know, we're going to start off with three uh, keynote speakers. Uh, we have Monique Trusclair Maddox, who is the president of the Descendants uh, Truth and Reconciliation Foundation. That foundation. So Monique is actually a, a descendant of um, two uh, men who were two of the 272 men, women, and children who were enslaved by the the Jesuits in Maryland in the 1800s, and, and then eventually sold in 1838 in an effort to sustain Georgetown University financially. Uh, having Monique there to talk about um, the reality of uh, slavery in our country, the, the history of, of racism and oppression uh, that uh, African-American uh, people and, you know, have faced uh, over the course of our country's history and the ways that the Jesuits and descendants are working together to try to uh, bring about uh, some sense of reconciliation related to those uh, realities, I think will be a critical conversation. It's going to show two things. One, we want peace, right? And we want, um, we want people to, to feel uh, valued and to, to, that their uh, inherent human dignity is valued in our society. But we can't do that without some elements of, of justice, right? you want peace work for justice is 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 the saying and and whether we're talking about the realities of racism or we're talking about the situation in in Palestine and Israel um, if we want peace we we have to struggle with how to work for justice in society and so we'll learn from Monique about that as someone who is the descendant of enslaved people owned by the Jesuits our our critical partners you know uh, religious partners in the work of the Ignatian Solidarity Network uh, we also have Sister Norma Pimentel, who uh, ministers to um, those uh, coming to the U.S.-Mexico border, seeking assistance, seeking asylum. Um, Sister Norma is going to talk about, you know, uh, her work in the context of promoting the inherent dignity of all uh, human beings from from conception to the end of life, and 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 how her work is part of. This consistent ethic of life that the that the that the church that the gospel calls us to, and then we have Eli Hidalgo, who is go, who will have just returned from Rome uh, from the synod at the Vatican, and will share um, some of her experience about uh, 
on the synod, um, she's involved with an organization called Discerning Deacons that is engaging uh, the church in dialogue around uh, uh, women as, as deacons in the church, something that has existed in the history of our church but is not a part of how our church uh, functions today. And she'll be sharing about the synodal process, this, this process of dialogue that has been happening um, and the important work there. And then we have over 50 uh, breakout sessions touching on a range of topics, um, bringing people from across the country to, uh, to uh, conference rooms to share uh, insights, perspectives, engage people in conversation. So it's, it's really exciting. And all of that will, will culminate in this movement to Capitol Hill then on Monday. Fantastic. Fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I, I'm going to throw this, this question your way. Um, as we prepare for this uh, outstanding uh, teaching, uh, boundless and beloved, when you hear those words, uh, what comes to mind? Yeah, this this is the teaching theme, you know, for this year. Uh, we are boundless. We're unified in differences. So, in other words, like we're all we all are unique. Uh, we're unique creations of God. Um, so we are all different by our nature, right? But we also are unified by the fact that we are all unique creations of God. And then we're beloved. We're working for justice, um, witnessing to God's love. And so um, this, <laughs> this is a lofty theme. It, it's, it really challenges mm -hmm. it us to, to recognize the value of our diversity um, and to see it as an asset in the work for justice. And then to be deeply committed to trying to bring about God's love in society. And it, 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 this may be the most challenging uh, teaching theme we've ever had because it really pushes us right. to think about how do we, um, we, we go outside our comfort zones, um, engage with people who have very different life experiences than our own. And then how do we strive to, to bring about uh, God's love, which is, you know, critical to the work of peace and justice uh, into the way we, we carry ourselves as we go forward, right? Including when we go to Capitol Hill, because we will engage with people who have lots of different views on the issues that we're going to talk about on Capitol Hill. And we have to go in with a spirit of, of love that we're talking, you know, with a fellow, uh, a person who is a fellow creation of God. And we want to um, invite them to see the world the way, you know, uh, through, through the way that God does, you know, through God's eyes, uh, right. which values the inherent dignity of every person in all of creation. Right. Chris, um, and I really appreciate that answer. I, just, just to sort of probe a little bit, if you don't mind, when we think about boundless and, and beloved, uh, you mentioned we are, uh, you know, we're all so different. We all come from different places. We're all socialized uh, in different ways um, and have different beliefs uh, and approaches to living our lives. Um, you know, how, how do we, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm building on conversations that you and I have had obviously off the air, but how do we, how do we do a better job of adhering to Catholic social teaching and trying to bridge those gaps and, 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 uh, and heal so many wounds? Um, I mean, I know we have to remain hopeful, um, but I think we'd all admit that that's extremely difficult, uh, in, in these difficult times. Um, what, what, uh, what? insight or advice can you offer with respect to uh, ways that we can do that? Yeah, well, let me tell you the way I think we, we think about this work in the context of, of the mission and vision of the Ignatian Solidarity Network. 
I think we are trying mm-hmm. to find this balance between being pastoral. I don't mean being pastors. Um, that is not our, our, mm-hmm. our role, but being pastoral. In other words, walking with people in the, the transformation mm-hmm. of their heart to see the world the way God does and being prophetic. Right. Right. So acknowledging that there are, okay. you know, things that we believe very firmly and we want to uphold while also recognizing that, as you point out, Nate, people have lots of different life experiences that have led them to, to live and to be and to interact with other human beings in ways that may be inconsistent with that, that vision of God. Right. And so we, um, right. we, we can't make change if we just engage with the people who agree with that vision right now. Right. And that vision is evolving. You know, how we right. understand, you know, God's right. love uh, for each of us in our world is different than it was yesterday. And it'll be different tomorrow. And so we're always doing this work. You know, I, I, I love when people talk about the work of racial justice as long work because it is right. So is the work of, Absolutely. of the gospel Absolutely. vision. Um, it's long work. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, God's love is long right. work and it will exist well after it's existed since the beginning of time and it'll exist well after all of us are gone right so we 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 enter into this work right. with the acknowledgement that it we are um we are a part of it uh we are and we also enter this work acknowledging that we all have faults and, and times of failure right and um in our commitment to right. in our commitment right. to justice we are we are love sinners and so if we can if we can all um, come to some sense of that that understanding, then I think it, it, it creates the opportunity for uh, greater dialogue about how we bring a different vision to the world. Right, right. I, I, I so appreciate that answer, Chris, um, and, and you delving into a great, uh, into detail um, on what that looks like in real time, because uh, it's difficult, difficult to conceptualize that given the given, uh, given all the differences. Um, I, I, so I will say, and I, and I, 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 I say this jokingly often to Chris and, and, and to AJ, I've said this, uh, but also Kim and Kelly, other members of the, of, uh, the ISN team. But, but you would think, given all the work uh, that goes on at the teach-in, that the yeah. ISN staff is like 50 people, right? And if people get to D.C. <laughs> right. and they're like, wait, there's only like a handful of folks that are doing this? Like, this is amazing, right? right. <laughs> so, so be prepared. You go to the teach-in. First of all, go to the teach-in. Second of all, Second of all, engage at the teach-in. Take advantage of all the offerings. Uh, third, uh, be sure to, to thank uh, the, the ISN staff members for all their hard work and dedication to the cause and all that, that ISN does. Chris, I just one more question, if we could throw this out there. Um, so you talked about the students. Um, Jamal highlighted that a lot of them 16 to 24 high school and college students um, there to engage in a range of activities and experiences. But there's also work that goes on throughout the entire uh, academic year and the summer, right? So could could you talk about, um, we talked about the teaching, can you talk about some of the uh, uh, offerings and engagements that the ISN has with uh, with students, yeah. uh, a, educators really you know, uh, throughout the year? does have a deep um, desire to do a lot of work with young people, right? But but we also acknowledge that there are, there are other... Uh, constituencies uh, with whom we want to engage, particularly those who, who work with, who mentor, who minister to, who educate uh, young people. You know, that's a, that's a significant group. And so we, we try to create a lot of spaces uh, for, for folks in, in those roles to come together 
to deepen their commitment to their work, to find places of uh, where they can network and, and engage with collaborators and, and um, learn from each other, uh, where they can find opportunities for collective action. Um, and we do this on lots of different uh, fronts, uh, both mm-hmm. uh, you know, in our core issue areas of migration, ecology, economic justice, racial justice, um, mm-hmm. and, and those programs are invaluable. I love the teaching. The teaching is great, but the teaching is huge, right? And so when you come to the teaching, you don't necessarily get that right. kind of intimate right. experience. That happens right. in lots of uh, other spaces that exist both in person exactly. and online, uh, through the work mm-hmm. of edu- Education for Justice. Mm-hmm. You know, Clarissa cultivates uh, right. resources for a community of about 800 institutions, uh, Catholic institutions that are seeking to engage uh, people of all ages in faith and justice work. So lots of different um, examples of that. And, you know, the, our team is our team has grown. You know, when, uh, when I started at ISN in 2011, it was a team of two. It's now a team of uh, 12 full-time staff. Right. And so, um, you know, we have staff that are uh, able to now more intentionally engage people uh, through issue lenses. We have a staff member focused on migration, one focused on economic right. justice, one focused on ecology. Um and, and then we have Clarissa working, you know, uh, with Education for Justice, this digital library. So it's exciting to have a staff that can do that work uh, throughout the year. The teaching is a great, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a pep rally to get everybody excited for the rest of the year. But, it's, but there's lots of good work happening right. the other right. 362 days exactly. a year. Right, exactly. Thank you so much, Chris, for uh, for elaborating on that. And uh, I, I think, as as I was listening to you to your response, and I'm I'm thinking of Clarissa and and the amazing work she does. I think we should we should perhaps dedicate an episode, or at least part of an episode, to talking about these digital resources. Because as we've talked to educators and so many people that engage with ISN around the country, we often get the question, Jamal. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey. Well, how can I find out and, and where can I learn this? Right. And how can I, you know, I think everyone should know about these resources and the fact that they're accessible, right? That people can actually engage with them, you know, on their own time. And um, you just need to know where to go, uh, how to do it. And then, um, you know, obviously be committed to, to utilizing them uh, to, to further everyone's education. So, um uh, Great to be with you, Chris. Guys. Thank you so much for for sharing. Yes, thank you us. so much, yeah, Chris. I mean, it, it means so much to have you here with us. Uh, it means uh, so much to be in partnership with you. Um, you know, but to have you here, uh, you know, with us uh, live, answering questions, um, and 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 sort of engaging in detailed conversation around some, and and, and I, you know, I probably could ask you another fifteen questions, but of course, we won't do that. Right? <laughs> we'll bring you back for another episode. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for your time and for all the hard work that, that you do in leading the team and obviously to the team members themselves for all that, uh, all that they do. So thank you so much. Uh, um, Amen. Um, we uh, are going to close out this segment. Uh, again, special thanks to Chris Kerr, Executive Director from Ignatian Solidarity Network, um, for, uh, for engaging with us. Um, we're going to close out this segment and we'll be back uh, for our last segment. Uh, And in that segment, we'll talk about uh, what's in store for season two, what you can expect from us. uh, Some of the topics we'll be uh, with, which we'll be engaging um, and uh, uh, lots of reasons to be really, really excited about what's in store. So thanks so much for, for hanging in with us. We'll see you on the other side. 
Advent is the time of year when we joyfully anticipate God breaking into the world through the birth of Jesus. However, it can easily turn into a season of frenzied activity and mass consumption with the focus on physical gifts instead of the abundance already present in the gifts of our lives. If you'd like to make space for prayer and simplicity this Advent, join the Advent Simplicity Challenge. Explore ways to live gently on the earth through our daily online Advent calendar filled with reflections and practical suggestions to simplify during this season of hope. Sign up at igsol.net slash advent. That's I-G-S-O-L dot net slash advent. So we're back and we're engaged in our just conversation uh, and, and really want to say, just conversation, so just really want to say thank you again to Executive Correct, uh, Director Chris Kerr of the Ignatius Solidarity Network, um, the work of, of, of uh, I'm sorry, uh, of the whole group, and, and I know uh, we were talking a little bit offline about um, all the resources that he spoke about and how we might continue to bring those forward, both the digital um, assets as well as uh, the human capital uh, that make up the ISN and some of those folks that are dedicated to some some really specific um, areas and uh, and issues, uh, and so we, we're we're excited about kind of moving forward and making sure uh, that 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 we can really bring those forward, which is really a great segue. You know, as we started to, to think about um, the season two and and what we wanted to do here, we very quickly settled on an idea that our theme for this season would be uplifting and affirming voices, uh, particularly voices from the field. Um, at some level, I think, uh, though this this all started as, you know, Nate and I having conversations with one another, we recognize that there's a lot of talent, wisdom, and genius uh, within our network, and, and our hope and wish is to bring those folks forward for our listeners uh, and for our community to hear. So, so Nate, Nate, let me let me ask you this, brother. Like, um, you know, why does uplifting and affirming voices uh, really resonate with you at this time um, in our journey yeah. of the podcast? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, in the name of moving forward, uh, it, it's a it's a critical step. I think, as you shared, the first season was really focused on anti racism. Obviously, if if for the listeners that have been with us since day one, they know that. Um, but at that time, you know, you and I would always be having these conversations that we knew were rooted in both our our personal experiences, our professional experiences, and, you know, centered on anti-racism. But, you know, when you would turn on the television or you listen to the radio, people are, you know, uh, don't know what it is. They're, they're confused about it. They think it, you know, I mean, it was, that topic was all over the place. So the decision to sort of focus there, talk about the basic tenets, you know, try to help people, you know, understand the breadth and depth of anti-racism uh and what it's really about and designed to get us all to do you know which is look in the mirror um you know and be the change that 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 we're all seeking made sense right so so as we shift to uplifting and affirming voices it's really about shifting the focus away from you know our conversation as two two black men navigating uh, uh this challenge in society and focusing on people who are actually out there, as you said, Jamal, doing the amazing work. There are people that, you know, you have in your network, I have in mine. We have overlap. But there are a lot of people that are out in in spaces doing amazing work um, uh, at, you know, secondary institutions, at, you know, college, uh, you know, campuses, literally all over the country. Um, and so to give them an opportunity and a platform, uh, as we've been given, to share their thoughts, to share their perspectives, to share their experiences, which I'm, I'm sure will resonate with our, many of our listeners, um, but also to talk about the work that they're doing that I'm sure people are going to be 
totally shocked that these things are actually happening. Um, so in many ways, we're, we're transitioning from the conversation that you and I have been having for a long time now to um, some of the realizations that we've had that, you know, here we are talking about it and we meet somebody at, let's say, the teach-in or, you know, on a college campus or on a panel. And you're like, oh, wow, that's actually happening. More people should know about that. More people should know that these these individuals exist and that they're doing the great work, um, you know, to move society forward. So. So, you know, just in my in my opinion, you know, that's really what Uplifting and Affirmative Voice is about. What about you, Jamal? I know you kicked us off, but but what are your thoughts on that theme? Well, I think, uh, I think I, 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 you know, I can't say it much better than you is that we really want to shine light on, on, on the great work. And, yeah. and, and, um, and, 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 you know, we are blessed. Um, I, I, I consider my network, um, you know, extremely diverse and, and very talented. And, uh, and I really want to make sure that I highlight in I'd almost even say this is a segue. Like this is the genesis of Clarissa joining us in terms of exactly. um, from from a meeting to a conversation to a shared vision around uh, the good work. Um, and uh, you know, I know uh, folks got to hear from her in the first uh, segment. I'd love to even get Clarissa's thoughts on on, on our theme, um, and then maybe uh, you know we all could maybe talk a little bit about some of the concepts we have and and how, but also how we might invite other folks to join us. Um, but uh, Clarissa, your thoughts, like on the theme, um, as we kind of embark on really kind of robustly living out our journey this this second season. Yeah, thanks so much. I think uplifting and affirming voices really fits kind of where just conversations can continue to grow. I mean, considering how large our network, our Ignatian family and friends are, I think there's a lot of voices both uh, that can add that are like that we've been in connection with, but then also that we can bring into the fold. And I think the more uh, voices and views and lenses that our listeners are exposed to, just like the breadth of their information and their knowledge will continue to expand. And I think uh, there's so many great people who are doing such good work that we haven't heard from yet. You know, even though like I've heard so many voices in, in my role as a listener, it's also like, oh, I, you know, I, I kind of wonder what else is out there. And I am really excited to see just conversations like growing in that way, um, just right. to include different, more inclusive voices in this space. And I really look forward to, to doing this with you, too. Well, thank you. We appreciate that a, a great deal. And know that, you know, again, welcome to the family. And, and your contributions are not only um, desired, but needed. So it's going to be a great journey Absolutely. this year For as sure. we rock forward. So, Nate, let's, sure. let's, uh, let's, set, let's uh, talk a little bit about just some of the thoughts that we've had around topics that we think are germane. Um, and, uh, and I'll give you first crack and I'll uh, throw a few out there and, and then maybe invite folks in, in, in a way to, to help us grow our, our idealists. So, yeah. so what are some of the things you did, you think are going to be, uh, could be really interesting for us to think about in this season? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the, the question. I mean, really, really excited for the upcoming season, really excited to have Clarissa uh, working with us. I mean, she brings so much uh, energy and, and knowledge and um, insight on a number of topics. So it's great to be engaged in this process where we can look at season one and say, okay, that was, that was a, a firm foundation. But to really think about where we can go uh, from here, because we always want to be moving forward, and um, the goal is to get better each season. Um, I, I think, you know, you and I have talked about this, Jamal. I, one of the one of the questions that we often get. I mean, obviously, you are uh, as a principal of a uh, you know a Jesuit, prominent Jesuit high school here in Los Angeles. Um, I'm uh, you know doing work uh, at, at Loyola Marymount University, but 
the idea of how we integrate uh, Catholic mission and work in the areas of diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism, or for people that you know use the um, the word belonging, right? How how do how do we help people, or how do we learn more about the ways that people are um, doing that work simultaneously? You know, most of us would would acknowledge that uh, you know DEI, DEIB, belonging, DEIA, anti-racism is embedded in the mission, but people often miss that. And so I think it, it's going to be really interesting to have guests who are talking about the different ways that they articulate mission through their DEI work um, and, and hear about some of the challenges that they've had in doing that um, and also hear about some of the successes that they've had uh, with respect to doing that work. So I, I'm really excited about that episode. Uh, I know we've already talked about uh, um, guests and, and our, our listeners will be hearing about who those individuals are uh, um, very soon. But but I think that's a that's one topic that I that I'm really really looking forward to to um, you know uh, uh, through the podcast being able to share that that topic and and uh, that work with with our, our listeners across the country. Awesome. Uh, any any um any any ideas that you have uh, as, yeah. as, we, as we think about season you know, two? Some, I would say you know there's two in my heart that kind of speak to maybe my positionality and that. Not to center myself too tough, but but one would be, you know, as we continue to work and we get further away from the seminal moment of the murder of George Floyd um, and, and all of the um, uh, work that kind of was summoned at the behest of that critical moment in, in history uh, would be, uh, you know, one, how um, do our brothers and sisters in this work uh, continue to avoid and address kind of the burnout right uh, we right. know that this is right. long work right and yeah. that um and it's yeah, arduous absolutely. work um and and that there are barriers right and there are there are still a lot of people um who are you know trying to understand how this fits into our institutions and so how do how do we continue to uplift and and address and avoid and affirm maybe uh to get my alliteration going on uh those that are doing that work so that they don't burn out um and then the second one probably uh the kissing cousin to that is that I would say as a response to over the last few years, and I know this has been kind of my own journey is that some of us that have been in this work are now moving uh to larger roles of prominence as administrators in our institutions and so how does that training um how does that uh that that the the, the things that come with with doing all of this work how does that build a lens and how, how might we see in our institutions um evolving uh because of all of the things that have been done over the last few years and so um, I know we, we said this before, right? There's some really critical friends of ours um, that both have those two experiences that I love to bring forward uh, for our listeners. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of our listeners fall in those categories and can find some solace, some comfort, some affirmation, um, and even some inspiration uh, from those conversations to help them do do their work kind of uh, in that same vein. Um I'll pass it to Clarissa because I know in our conversation she talked about some initiatives that that are that are are interesting and and, and to her and so Clarissa, what what might be some of the topics that you think about that would be interesting? 
I think I'm I'm particularly interested in um, one of the ones is avoiding and addressing DEIA burnout. Yeah. Um, I know sure. in other spaces I've had conversations with folks who are doing this work and they're always talking about how hard it is and how tiring it is, but also the opportunity to kind of not necessarily take a step back and removing yourself from the work, but taking a step back and making sure, you know, you're taking care of yourself. And I think considering this is the long work, the long road, right, that we're all kind of, that we're all uh, working toward together, I think I'm particularly interested in that. Um, And I think the other thing that uh, I'm really interested in is like how, how secondary education spaces, how educators are using social media in this space. Um, Social media is not going away. It's very much a part of how schools function and how young people function. But what are some things that we can do together to kind of bridge and to continue that conversation? You know, I know a lot of young people are are talking online, sharing things online, etc. And so, like, how do we get into that space to make sure that they're hearing things that are reflective of, you know, what the church teaches, especially through the lens of Ignatian spirituality? You know, I, I think that's an important component and voice to like what we can add. Certainly, I, th- I I love that topic. I think, um, especially in terms of engaging, uh, you know, young folks and and thinking about um, as uh, as our instructors probably have focused perhaps more on uh, the challenges of so- associated with social media, right, and, and making sure that uh, we're coaching uh, the future on uh, the proper ways to. And I don't say that as proper in terms of from from our from our lens, but more so as they delve into social media, make sure that they use it in, in positive ways. We hear so much about the negative, but it's great to, to talk about uh, and talk with people who are um, creating spaces and, and um, in positive ways uh, to further the word, to amplify efforts, to um, you know highlight uh, the work of, of individuals who are doing this work in, in different spaces. So, yeah, that sounds really in- interesting. I definitely... Uh, I think that sounds great. Um, you know, there are um, you highlighted self care, and I think that is for those of us that have worked um, in in offices that serve uh, uh, specific, I should say, uh, historically oppressed and marginalized populations on high school and college campuses. Uh, certainly, I think most of us have probably learned the hard way uh, the value of self care. Uh, I think there's a generational uh, you know difference there. Um, those of us who Maybe Generation X uh, and beyond, uh, you know, probably weren't thinking much about self-care. It's like work hard, work hard, work hard. But then I really uh, want to shout out, uh, you know, our younger uh, colleagues um, who have brought self-care and mental health and all these critical topics to the forefront. Um, And now we can have that conversation about um, taking care of ourselves, addressing our own needs. We can't be 150 percent for our, our students and other colleagues if we're not taking that time to take care of ourselves. So I think that's an amazing topic. Uh, also, I think, you know, things like, there's a lot of talk about book banning and, and, and you know, what that does, that silencing of voices and, and trying to erase people's experiences that we definitely want to delve into. Um, I know Jamal, you know, has, has talked about, um, you know, highlighting, uh, you know, leaders at institutions and sort of how they're doing their work. Um, we've also had conversation around, uh, you know, we had a conversation about anti-racism last season, but, um, what does that actually look like, right? What are some successful, 
uh, anti-racist initiatives uh, on, um, you know, uh, at uh, Catholic on Catholic campuses, secondary school campuses, uh, and, and and who's behind those initiatives, right? Who who are, or should I say, who's leading those initiatives and who's at the forefront? So I mean, I think there's, you know, a ton of topics we can cover. I'm really excited about um, the different ways that we'll be, um, you know, uh, obviously uplifting and affirming voices per the theme. But, um, you know, getting new voices in the space and, um, and, and, and meeting some, some new friends and some new colleagues. So, Jamal, I'll turn it back over to you. But um, maybe we can, we can begin to talk about how, we, how do we get audience members uh, engaged. Because I know there's some listeners out there who are like, y'all have been gone for so long. Uh, I, I asked some questions. I got some thoughts. I got some perspectives. And we definitely want to hear those. So uh, maybe we can talk about that for a minute. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate uh, appreciate that, Nate. And, and and I'll say, as always, again, um, we uh, we want to hear from our audience. You know, your 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 feedback, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, is going to help us um, try to do this better. You know, we aren't professionals at this, uh, but we are um, passionate about um, making space right. uh, for these conversations. So please, 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 as, as, it, as it relates to um, even our edition of Clarissa, is uh, to have more eyes on our inbox. Uh, please reach out to um, Just Conversations at IgnatiusSolidarity.net. Um, you know, follow the ISN um, and its social media feeds. That is another space in place that you can put ideas that will get back and filter, particularly through our super producer, A.J. Rowe, uh, who monitors a lot of those spaces for us. You know, he'll bring those things forward for us. Um, and, um, you know, um, there's also the traditional ways of finding Nate and I in our institutions. Um, but nonetheless, um, uh, you know, critical to to making this a community space is is to make sure that we are in dialogue. So 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 no doubt about it. Um, please take advantage of the various ways in which you can contact us. Um, maybe even if uh, you think um, your your story is one that you'd like us to uh, highlight, um, amplify, sure. um, and affirm, uh, yep. that would make for a great space. Absolutely, and a great episode. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree, Jamal. Great point. Yeah, so 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 with this, you know, um, my family, it is so good to be back embarking on season two. We are uh, back in the saddle. I know it's been a while, uh, but we're dedicated to continue to, to make this space available and, and grow it. Um, and so for our listeners, thank you for joining Just Conversations. And as just a reminder, as I said in a minute before, we'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas so make sure you send us a note at Just Conversations, IgnatiusSolidarity.net. If you'd like to support the work of the Ignatius Solidarity Network, of all the good things that Chris talked about, please head over to IgnatiusSolidarity.net slash donate and make a donation. It is a nonprofit organization, and, and the funds that we offer in, in, in this space help the good work of the Ignatius Solidarity not only continue uh, uh, but grow. Um, and then most importantly, um, if this is um, a space that you enjoy, it always helps us uh, when you um, engage with us. So please find us on iTunes and Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Share this conversations with other people in your life engaged in the DEI and anti-racist work. Particularly hit the subscribe button so that our reach can continue to grow and maybe show up in other folks' um, lives as a present because of your presence here. Um, and we look forward to continue to connect with you on this journey, um, this place of love and growth, 
Um, and really, it's our way of trying to live out our Ignatian call, which is to be persons for and with others. And with that, I say God bless. Nate, I love you. I appreciate love you, back, brother. Bro. Always. Clarissa, thank you so much. AJ, again, Chris. Um, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Just Conversations with Jamal and Nate. Thank you.